0: is a beautiful tuesday evening here in new jersey it is march 22nd and we are back for yet another episode of diamond talk podcast episode 10 as always i am jeremy duran and alongside me is coach andrew masses andrew how's it going
1: going well jeremy going real well you know coming off a strong weekend strong yeah. opening weekend uh proud to say the 14 nights here Ed In the Zone, won the USABL tournament championship that they played in. Uh, solid performance out of everybody, 4-0, uh, you know, great time. Awesome, awesome time. And,
0: you know, that is always great to hear, and especially coming off, like, an episode that we sp- had last week of expectations of what to expect coming off winter training and not getting too, you know, above yourself or too down on yourself when you didn't do something the right way. But that's I mean, that's great to hear it. I was there on Saturday with you, and the boys definitely were anxious, but they were still staying within themselves. Obviously, the swings weren't what we expected them to be. Um, Some dudes ran to some baseballs, and that was always great to see, but then others was exactly what we thought was going to happen coming out of winter training and being inside all winter and and Mm -hmm. transitioning from live BP inside to playing against somebody else and another pitcher outside. Um, So, I mean – that's always a transition that we you know we expect to see, and not to mention it was a beautiful day. it wasn't like it was a cold March day. it was seventy degrees out,
1: oh yeah, the weekend was gorgeous, right. absolutely fantastic you
0: no, like you couldn't complain it couldn't be a better situation, and it was, and everything we saw on Saturday was just a strong you know pitching performance and strong defense and mm-hmm and you know, like I said, a couple base knocks here, a couple triples here and there and doubles and a couple shots in the gap. And absolutely. And then on Sunday I wasn't there, but you know, just walk me through what was the energy like? What was the, you know, the giddiness?
1: Uh, energy was pretty good. You know, I didn't have to get on the guys too much, uh, to keep the energy up. Um, we played in a couple of close games there. Um, you know, but when we needed guys to step up, they stepped up, you know, another strong pitching performances, uh, on sunday afternoon um the hitting again was a little on the shaky side but when we needed it we came through uh, with a couple of clutch hits here and there uh very good at bats though i will say uh you know not too many strikeouts looking uh which is always nice to see we were going down swinging and we were taking really solid pitches understanding the umpire strike zone in the moment um and have a really having really good awareness of where these pitches were falling Did't really get fooled on too many curveballs um, saw the ball all the way into the catcher's glove most times um you know really good situational awareness uh, out of the out of the boys things drop here and there um, but you know the wind was definitely a factor. Uh, Not going to say that that's an excuse. You know, those balls have to get caught. But for the first weekend out, not really having seen any baseballs off the bat in the outfield, or the infield for that matter, um, you know, very solid performance, really happy with the way the boys
0: played. Well, 100%. It's, you know, that's only things that we can build on here coming off a weekend like that where, you know, the expectations were really, well, really low and the team overperformed, exactly, you mm-hmm. know, so that's always good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got domination this weekend in that 14-year squad.
1: Yep, we're going to domination.
0: Uh, definitely better come, uh, not downgrading anybody, but the competition there is definitely at a, at a high and it won't be the same pitching or the same defense or same hitters that they saw on this past weekend, but it's definitely a step above and I think coming off a championship weekend, the biggest thing, and if you're a coach listening out there, is just trying to keep your team composed and, and mm-hmm. making sure that they're not getting ahead of themselves. Right. It's great that they they had success this past weekend, but, you know, one thing that I know that we're going to do with them at practice today is that we're right back to work. Just because we won a championship doesn't really mean anything to me, right. especially as a coach. Um, there's You know, there's still a bunch of things that we have to work on. You know, um, you know it, it, certain approaches and certain counts is definitely something that I want to touch upon, certain um, – you know, just the approach on the bases and, and mm-hmm. what to do and, and when to go and when to not. I think, you know, we had a a, pr- a fair share of running this weekend as well. I think on, definitely on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were just running the hell out of the, the, the base path. And it, mm-hmm. it showed, and we got runners in scoring position. And, yep. you know, we were able to n- knock some guys in here and there. So that was always great to see. But, you know, it, especially just making sure that your team is not blowing their head up too soon. It's early. It's still March. Right. And honestly, for me as a coach, right, when you come off that first weekend and you win a tournament like that after something I really wasn't expecting to happen, mm-hmm. um, it just sets the bar so much higher for yourself and the expectations so much higher because now we know what we're capable of. Right. And if we ever do anything opposite of that and if we ever go 0 for a weekend, for example, I know that we had – not only did we have a bad weekend, obviously, but <clears> – <throat> sorry, excuse me, you know that we haven't got – to where we need to be, and we know where we need to be now.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Right. It exactly. It sets the. Uh, it definitely sets a standard um, for the guys. But at the same time, it also shows you that there are ups and downs to okay. this game. That you're not going to be at your best performance every single time. Um, you know, our pitcher uh, starting that championship game, um, he didn't have his best performance. Uh, I think. I think he knows that. Okay. But you know, he still found a way. To only let up one run, right? In what was it four innings? Um, so four and four and some change, I think. Um, so you know he was he was still managing to get outs when we needed them to. The fielder stepped up behind him and made the plays when they really needed to. And we uh, we all held it down for each other. Uh, we didn't let ourselves get too low in the dugout. We didn't let ourselves get too high in the dugout. The energy stayed up. Uh, When it started to dim down, you know, people stepped up and got on each other about, you know, making sure that the energy level stayed there. Um, and, And really, I think the point that you're trying to make here and that we want everybody to understand, not only for this team, but everybody listening, you know, you get yourself into this position where you have a really great start to the season like this. If you're playing tournament baseball, you want to make sure that you don't then get too low or too high after that you know you want to ride it out and smooth sailing from there on uh understanding that yeah you are a championship team you can be a championship team how do you get back to that how do you get back to getting to the championship you know and it's really taking it one game at a time just the way we did this weekend one pitch at a time one inning at a time um and not letting ourselves get ahead uh of of anything that's going on um so, you know, we want to we want to make sure we continue that that feeling and and roll with that. One of the things I said to the guys was we were we were in a tie ball game uh in the semifinal game, the first game on Sunday, and we managed to get uh second and third and then came up to two outs. All right? And a kid that hadn't been there uh or I'm sorry, it was uh First Guy on first two outs um, One out guy that hadn't been there the first day on the weekend um, Thomas Gonzalez comes up Has a killer day behind the dish and absolutely rips a missile up the middle Just out of nowhere rips one up the middle to set us up second and third with one out now you know that, that's the kind of thing, that's that's where we really need to bear down right there, and he pulled through for us really big. You know, the next, next batter gets up there and, uh, you know, pass ball, big backstop. We managed to win the game on that pass ball. I mean, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, setting yourself up for success, getting in the pitcher's head by, you know, having runners in scoring position, putting the pressure on the defense to make a play, uh, putting the pressure on the catcher to make a play, the pitcher to make a pitch, just being an animal in the box and, and on the bases itself—it's that's really what won us that game. Is just that ability to take control when we needed to, and have the composure to keep it there.
0: All right, and that's one thing I love with that team—that they know the highs and lows. They know when to have fun. They know when it's game time. They know when they could, you know, sort of chill out. They know when they have to you know, keep their foot on the gas, and that just just goes to show you the type of kids that we have. Mm-hmm. you know and how the mindset that they have when we talked about mindset a couple of weeks ago mindset's key man having just having the proper mindset and and being able to like you know do your glove work when you're t- like we don't have to tell we haven't had to tell them to do glove work in quite some time before. they've been
1: asking us if we should be doing it they're yeah. like they're, we, we're doing glove work right yeah like they get excited for it now I mean,
0: that first day we it told sets them, the tone. we told them this is what you do and mm-hmm. this is what you're going to do every day and this is what they've been doing so that's good uh, my One of my favorite things from this weekend for that team specifically, that doesn't even come from anything I saw on the field. Uh, we told one of our players, I forget who it was, one of our bench guys to do the book, and the answer that we got was, um, well, I don't know. And what's the first thing you told them?
1: So you're going to learn.
0: Right. And the the thing that, that for me was the, the highlight of the, my weekend for them was one of our players who was starting. Mm-hmm knew how to do the book so what was he doing the whole game he was teaching that other player how to do the book and what to write and how to write it properly and it it was good because the kid that it was doing it was someone that i would never expected to be doing it Mm -hmm. and even though he was in the starting lineup he still found time to just help out that player that didn't know how to do the book and, and just teach him how to do the book the right way
1: absolutely and for those of you who don't do a book or don't know how to do the book learn how to do the book and do the book when you're on the bench yeah um, it's a great way to stay engaged with the game. You can pick things up that you might not otherwise if you're not doing the book. you know, tendencies from the pitchers and hitters. Uh, you know, if coach isn't requiring you to take a pitch count, um, maybe you should take a pitch count. write the pitches down, you know, see what see what you can. because now what if you have to get in the game and you're in a situation that you've now seen happen already that you've written down, right? You might know ahead of time if that same pitcher's out there. Uh, you know, you might have an advantage and know what's going on a little yeah. bit more than somebody else. Yeah. You can help your teammates out that way. Say, hey, guys, this is this is the situation. This is what he's done in the past. You know, take, take every advantage you can get. Okay? And learn the game as much as possible, and that's one of the ways to learn the game.
0: Yep, 100%. So that's what happened this weekend for us here in the zone. I mean, the 14s playing, but, we you know, we had a, a collection of other teams playing as well. I know the 12-9s mm-hmm. were down in Delaware. 13s were up in somewhere in South Jersey um i think that's it
1: yeah that was that was just the start of this weekend but uh hopefully we're getting getting everybody going uh we got a couple other teams going uh first time this weekend coming up um and then i think the rest of our team should be starting up their league play the first week of april so uh we are all excited yep for that to get going
0: but the boat's moving in the right direction. 14s getting a, getting their season started off the right way, and just now we just build on it, and we, we, we just set the bar just a little bit higher, and we know what to expect going into each and every game. Now, you know, last week we had a really good in depth conversation of how to what to expect, and the week before that we talked about how to pro- properly prepare before a game or a practice. I think it's important today, Andrew, that we we t- we touch base on um you know how to recover the right way, and this is could be key for many many players to stay healthy and and to have a low risk of in, in, injury during the season, um, is a proper recovery. And you know, some, of you, some of you might be asking yourselves, well, you know, isn't recovery just for pitchers? And the answer is no. There's, there's a bunch of recovery that a position guy can be doing, a catcher can be doing, an outfielder can be doing, to just make sure that your body is properly equipped mm-hmm. for when, whenever your next game is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Throughout a weekend, your, your, your body is just going to be running on straight adrenaline, right um and when that adrenaline stops your body kind of goes into shock and they don't know what to do because they're just they for that moment that for 48 hours they're just on go everything's Mm -hmm. on go you wake up early you get to the field your body's on go yep you come home late next day again it's on go so your body expects you for that third day if it's a monday and you don't have a game for your body to be on go um or in some cases you get worn out and your adrenaline just your adrenaline wash doesn't isn't the same anymore um, so it's it's, it's it's important to get those muscles relaxed and, and doing the right things and, and recovering the right way.
1: Absolutely. Um, so everybody's usually familiar with the pitcher's recovery programs and stuff like that. There's a lot of research done on it. Um, a lot of people put a lot of time into it and everything. But, you know, you really did hit the nail on the head with position player recovery too. Uh, the pitcher's not the only guy throwing the ball. Sure, he's, he's pitching and throwing at 100% intensity almost every – what, let's call it 10 to 15 seconds yeah. um you know so yes he's doing a lot more intense throwing immediately but you know your position guys and your catcher catcher especially you have to throw back every single ball that the pitcher throws to you so you're taking just as many throws as the pitcher um position guys you're warming up between innings you're making throws you're making plays in the field putting your body on the line to make a play maybe uh, so, you know, don't discount anything that you're doing out there in the field either. It's still all intense and, and, and a hard workout. And after any hard workout, you want to have a cool down. So after your games, you know, you got to start to get yourself into that mindset of, okay, I got to take this time to slow my body down, slow my heart rate down, you know, get the muscles relaxed and, and everything like that. Um, so for pitchers specifically, you know, this is this is the big one. Uh, you know, you want get to sh- get off the mound, you want to get yourself calm for a minute, uh, get some water in you right away, uh, that kind of thing, you know, relax, maybe take a seat for a second and take it all in, take the game in for a minute. Um, and then you kind of want to get right to it. Uh, so a good recovery session is really going to consist of uh, some cardio, uh, more of the stretching that you did pre-game. Uh, you know, you're going to return to that stretching, so whether it be static stretching uh, a little bit of active stretching just to keep the muscles, you know, pliable and, and moving. Um, but you're really going to want to focus more on the static and the uh, the foam rolling as well. Foam rolling after a game is also good. You know, the muscles are all tightened up and tensed up from, you know, moving all the time. So make sure we try to lengthen out those muscles again.
0: The, I like to, when I think about recovery, I just like have, if you have your schedule and if you you have the, the uh, privilege of having your schedule out in front of you of when you're playing at what time, you know, the best thing I can, the best advice I can give you at least is map out a schedule on a program for yourself on like a five day period where day one, you're doing something, day two, you're doing something, day three, you're doing something, day four and day five, and just mix your games in between those days. So if you may have a game on a Saturday and you may be on day one recovery or day one conditioning or day two, you know, so just... Set a program for yourself, and, and, and for my younger guys, you know, that's what just happens in college anyway. You're going to be on a program on a day-to-day basis of when, what to do and when to do it, and if you don't get it done, that's on you, and they'll know when you don't, because they'll see how you perform, and, and hopefully knock on what that's not the case for you, but sometimes if you don't, like I said before, you're going to get seriously injured. Um, I want to just, you know, break down the, certain reco- the recovery things that you can do, and I want to start off with a lift. From what you know, Andrew, and what you've seen, how can a lift help with recovery?
1: Um, so, recovery and in-season lifting and in-season workouts should be, you know, maintenance-focused. Uh, from For the younger guys, especially, and pitchers just in general, you know, speaking as a pitcher myself, um, you really want to focus on stabilization stuff. Uh, you know, you just went full tilt for however many pitches or innings. Um, your body's used to working at 100 percent intensity you know you're flinging your body all over the place right everything's moving really fast and rapid and explosive we want to take that time to like i said cool down and slow it back down and focus on stabilizing those muscles stabilizing your core your legs uh, your shoulders again um, building back up some strength in there uh, so really focusing on in season being maintenance so you're not trying to build new strength. You're trying to maintain the current strength that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get some extra strength in that strength training itself in there as a product of that, awesome. But the real goal is to maintain stability and maintain the strength that you currently have. Um, so a lot of slower movements, um, focused on balance is a big one, you know, single leg movement, single leg, uh, balance positions. That kind of stuff. Any stability workouts, uh, you know, uh, for your core, uh, like I said, your legs, your shoulders, uh, your upper back, um, that kind of thing. So not too much necessarily rotational, I would say, afterwards for recovery uh, because you just did a lot of torquing. If anything, you might want to start to go the opposite direction. So my righties, you're going to want to move to the left side. Um, My lefties, you're going to want to move to the right side uh, just to kind of help offset all of that single-sided torque that you're putting on your body similar to what we talked about with uh with andrew moore from psp uh, precision sports performance um you know he um he mentioned this stuff a lot too you know baseball is a very one-sided activity um, so you want to make sure you balance that out so take time to nice and steady on that active side and, and continue to maintain and build strength on the opposite side of your body in your recovery sessions.
0: And that's just a key point there to, to touch on that you mentioned is that it's not a, you know, when you're playing in season, it's not the time period to bulk up. It's not the right. time period to try to add on weight.
1: You're not trying to do your max right. squat, your max bench.
0: And the thing is you're also, left. you're not also trying to lose weight. It's, it's, it's exactly the word you said. It's maintained, stay on a steady line. So if we are looking at diagram, Right In the winter or off-season, I should say, that's when your line spikes way up. That's mm-hmm. when you try to bulk up. That's when you try to right. gain weight. Then, back in season now, mm-hmm. that's when we go towards more of the middle, where we start or, you. Know, – I'm, I'm sorry, not towards the middle. But we want to stay up top in that one line sort of straight, so we're not going lower, right. we're not going higher. We're staying at that peak right. or whatever it is. Um, so that's just key to focus on is that when you're in season, it's not time to, to, to power lift. It's not time to bulk up. It's not time to – you know gain as much weight as possible because at the end of the day your body's not ready for that yet i shouldn't say you're ready. already working right. out your body's not prepared for that is the right word i want to say it's not you know when, when you bo- if you try to book up in season and you go out and you try to play a baseball game you're going to get hurt mm-hmm. there's just Most, no two ways about it
1: yeah you want to make sure you're staying lean and you know continuing that those quick movements quick energetic movements um you know And going on that, maintaining weight and everything like that, you know, you want to make sure you're not losing weight. Uh, Obviously you're not trying to gain weight necessarily in season, but you want to make sure you don't lose weight either. So another important part of that recovery process is getting a good meal in you right after you're done pitching. Uh, You know, even if that is just some protein bars, uh, protein shake, um, some carbs, Uh, you know, make sure that you're getting some food in you right after you're done so that your body can start to heal itself naturally. Uh, the protein definitely think about it. It is a workout. Like we said, you want to have your protein, a lot of protein after your workout and some carbs as well. Make sure you get your carbs in there. Um, any protein drink, really any good protein shake or protein bars, stuff like that will have the right amount of carbs and protein in there for you. Um, You know, otherwise make sure you just get a good solid meal in you. Um, If you're still at the field and the game is still going on, obviously you're going to want to use those other things like shakes and bars and everything like that. But after you get your real workout in after the fact, then go get a good solid meal in you. Nothing crazy, um, but enough to start that recovery process and continue that recovery process post-workout to maintain your weight there and keep muscle, uh, you know, stable and on level
0: 100 percent. and it's important that we just keep the blood flowing and keep things moving um, especially when you're throwing and you're doing an unnatural movement you know you need to get blood flow back into that section of your body especially if your arm your shoulder area um we move on now to conditioning we're talk to me about conditioning recovery i know pitchers do this a ton some people say it's stupid some people say it doesn't work but I, i'm kind of in between I, I i don't think long distance really is beneficial um because it's just the movements i think just quick burst of sprints after a game Mm -hmm. is something that we want to really focus on
1: um so yeah so you there's there's a time for each of it um personally i like to do my cool down uh after after pitching immediately after with that with a little bit more of a distance nothing crazy nothing too long um or too intense uh keep your heart rate steady just to pump that new blood through your body and, and really oxygenated blood um you know the sprinting isn't too bad of an idea afterwards but i like to save that for my prep days rather than my recovery days um you know so we we have a a a whole schedule here at in the zone uh, for our pitchers based on the days that they throw and when they're throwing so you know we for most of our team not most of them but a lot of our teams are all tournament teams so we're playing on the weekends. And honestly, even the teams that are league teams, they're playing on Sundays anyway. So they're really only playing one or two days out of the week. So everybody's pitching on those same days. So it makes things a little bit easier for um, a scheduling standpoint. So, you know, you have your three recovery days. That's going to be immediately post-pitching isn't day one. That's day zero. So you have your, your pitching day. That's day zero. Then you get the next day. That's recovery day one recovery day two and three, and then we go into prep. So you're having your three days of recovery where you're still kind of focused on those stabilization movements, um, keeping movement in your arm and, uh, you know, some, some good cardio to keep your heart rate up, uh, when you need it there and continuing to get good blood flow through your whole body to again, continue that recovery process. Right. So then we go into our prep days. Uh, Prep day one, two, and three, Uh, three being the day before the game. Um, So those days is where you start to ramp up the intensity, Mm -hmm. where I like to do our sprinting, our um, more plyometric stuff, Um, you know, uh, stuff like speed and agility work is going to be during those days a little bit more. Uh, the day before a game, I usually like to get a flat ground in right. uh, after a pretty solid long toss. Uh, you know, then with a nice flat ground at the end and finish with a bunch of hard, intense sprints just so that your body is used to going full tilt again. So for that next day when you have to pitch again, you know, your your body knows what's going on. Sure. Uh, you spike your heart rate, then you calm it back down. You spike your heart rate again. And it, again, it goes back to the things that uh, andrew was talking about when he was in here andrew moore um same idea you know y- your conditioning for baseball should be similar to what you're doing on a daily basis playing the game you know you're not you're not playing soccer or lacrosse or basketball or something where you're constantly running and you have to have a constant high heart rate um, so you want to tailor that stuff to what's happening Uh, for you
0: right and and tailor it to the to the sport that you play and it's all great stuff Uh, moving quite quickly here now um this may sound you know a bit silly to some or a bit useless and for some it may sound like great but over the years i hear more and more coaches and just you know speakers and and you know quote-unquote mentors and gurus of the game speak about yoga um i personally love yoga i think yoga does a lot for the body and it really gets those certain you know, tendons and muscles of the body that you really, w- you really wouldn't hit during a just a typical workout session or mm-hmm. just a typical static or dynamic stretch. Um, talk to me about yoga. What do you know about yoga, and how do you think it can help?
1: Um, I think yoga can be a great form of recovery uh, for pitchers. Okay, and so you wouldn't, players.
0: you really wouldn't use it in like an off season type of thing. You would use it as a recovery because I know an off season. You know, it, it helps with, like I said, that stretching and finding mm-hmm. certain parts of your body and str- mm-hmm. make, making them expendable. And, and
1: right. No, absolutely. You, you get, definitely can use it in the, uh, the off-season as well. But <laughs> I figured I'd stick with the theme here yeah, sure. of uh, post-game recovery and stuff. Um, you know, in the off-season, you also have to have those days of more mobility work yep. than strength training. Uh, that stuff is very important as well, and yoga is a great way to do that. Focused on lengthening the muscles while also strengthening the muscles at the same time. Um, and yoga is really focused on that stability process, uh, which again, like I said before is really what you want to start with your recovery, uh, post game. So that is a, it's a great way to get your stretching in while also continuing to maintain strength Um, you know, you're using only body weight, so it's a lot less stress on the body. You're not adding weight to, uh, to your muscles or anything like that with, with dumbbells, barbells, whatever bands, even, um, no resistance. No, yeah, there's no resistance. It's all just body weight, gravity pulling on you. Um, so it's, it's a great way to continue to maintain and build some strength while also maintaining mobility and flexibility at the same time. Uh, it it can also be a great mindfulness activity. Uh, you know, it's, it's a great time to reflect on the game that you just played, uh, as a part of your recovery as well. You know, it's, I, I said, uh, actually, this is a good point. Um, I sent a message out to our 13U team, uh, who played this weekend. They didn't have a great start. Um, you know, it wasn't really the start that we were looking for, but at the end of the day, that's going to happen. And in the message I I sent to them, and I know we've said this probably a hundred times on this podcast before, but again, it's important to learn from the past, but you can't dwell on the past. You have to learn from your mistakes that you make in the game, um, but you can't sit there and think about them and dwell on them and let them get to you and, and, you know, be a part of you. You have to move on from them and understand what you need to do better. So taking that yoga into your post-game recovery is a great way to be able to have your body doing one thing and your mind focusing on what you have to do but also understanding and reflecting on the game that you just played learning from your mistakes figuring out how to adjust them and uh where you got to go from there 100 so.
0: no that's that's a good key i, I forgot about the mindfulness and I, I the yoga classes i've been to almost every single one of them we start and finish with a meditation standpoint whether it's mm-hmm. you know just again slowing down the heart rate to get it ramped up and and get your body in that sort of zen mode and ready to just focus at what what's at task and, and it's your time to just clear out anything you had for that day and, and just get yourself into the safe space. Now, when we touched on eating. Eat a, real quick. Eating is, you know, obviously important because, like you said, it is a workout. And post-workout, the first thing you want to do is just get that get those carbs, get that protein into your body again so your muscles can recruit, start begin the recruit process the right way instead of the mm-hmm. wrong
1: way. Yeah, absolutely. Hydrate, uh, eat. Um, it's all got to gotta happen and right away.
0: Hydrate's actually a big one. And it's funny because, you know, in college I see more and more kids walking around with water jugs mm-hmm. and massive amounts of water. Yep. It's important that you get your water in your body every day.
1: Right. Make sure you get your electrolytes too, not just necessarily water. Because uh, too much water, you can flush out your system a little bit. Right. Uh, make sure you are, especially in a game um, maybe post game, get a Gatorade in or something like that. Something with a little bit of sugar.
0: I like electrolytes before the game though. So you're not, yeah, absolutely.
1: Out. Got to have the electrolytes. You want to make sure you hydrate the day before. Mm. So if you're playing on a Saturday, you got to drink plenty of water and stuff like that on Friday. Yeah. Uh, get a good night's sleep actually on Thursday night going into Friday. Um, that's really helpful too. Um, and then also try to get your best night's sleep on Friday as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely hydrate before and after the game well, as much as you can.
0: And then I think the perfect way to end this 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 show on, on recovery after game days um, and practices as well um, is sleep slash rest. I think this is one thing that's key, and you have some of the best athletes in the world. I mean, we, we, we go back, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tom Brady, um, guys of that nature. They'll tell you every time, like Tiger Woods. They'll tell you they're the reason they perform the reason they do because of the sleep and the rest that they get. As much as as much hard work that they put in to their bodies, equally they're sleeping and they're resting the same, and that's key. I think your body needs at least eight hours, seven eight hours a day of of rest and sleep to recoup, like we've been saying, and and that's key too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to take some time for yourself and and relax and rest. Um, get a good night's sleep in. Uh, try not to be too distracted when you're going to sleep. Uh, you know, put the phone down, put it away, shut the TV off, get a, fall asleep the right way, fall asleep nice and solid, um, and, and get a really good night's sleep the day that night right after, right? I mean, believe me, if you're working hard enough, you should be tired enough to, to pass right out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've definitely had those days. Um, but yeah, sleep is definitely important and not overdoing it, making sure you're not running yourself ragged and, and tiring yourself out too much, right? There's a difference between being tired and exhaustion. We don't want to get to exhaustion. We want to be tired after our workouts, not exhausted.
0: All right. And I, you know, I think sleep is something that's overlooked and it has to be something that just has more, a little bit more emphasis to it. You know, like you said, put down the video games, shut the TV off and just get your sleep in.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
0: and I, I think that I think this is a really good episode, dating back to last week and what we talked about, and how to properly prepare. And now we're talking about how to properly recover. If you're someone who's finding yourself always cramped up, always tight, tight somewhere in your body during when you're playing or after you're playing, and you're not feeling at, you know at your best, take a listen. You know, share this episode with your friends, with your, your family members. Let them know. You know, th- there's a right way to do something, and I and I truly believe that. And you know, anybody that you'll that mentions this show will can back that and back the information that we just gave you. Um, as always, folks, any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to just get at us, you can always get at us at diamondtalkshow at gmail Again, diamondtalkshow at gmail Myself or Andrew will answer you. Um, or if you want to reach out to our personal emails at, at well, it's our first names at itz. Dash academycom again our first names jeremy and andrew at itz-academy.com folks that's episode 10 10 episodes 10 weeks we are doing it we're getting it going we're in the the midst of baseball season you know spring training is finally upon us they're playing games we're playing games we're getting out opening day is finally close um i got a game in a couple hours so the weather's finally breaking here in the northeast we're getting out on the baseball field and we are ready to go
1: See you guys later, enjoy the season.